Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Wednesday, April the 6th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verses 14 through 20, verses 91 through 92, and verse 95. Daniel chapter 3, verses 14 through 20, 91 through 92, and verse 95. Uh, just the other day, I was speaking to this lady after uh, Mass in the morning, and uh, she uh, said to me as she was leaving, she said, oh, say a prayer for me today. I said, oh, okay. I said, uh, you want to tell me uh, what your intention is? She said, yes. She said, I'm, I'm so, she said, I had trouble sleeping last night. She said, I, I have to go to court this afternoon because I witnessed an accident and uh, the case is coming to traffic court and I have to go and testify as to what I saw. I have to be a witness. She said, and I just have uh, been dreading this uh, for all these days. She said, it's, I think it's over, well over two or three weeks. She said, and I have to uh, give a testimony on what I saw. And she said, I, I really am so nervous. She said, I've never really been in a courtroom, and I have to go do this. I said, well, I'll certainly pray for you. And uh, we talked a little bit and so on. And uh, she was very, very uh, anxious and upset, uh, which we can understand. Uh, you're not familiar with that setting and those activities. And she had to be a witness. And we can translate that over into the witnessing of our faith. The Bible is filled with witnesses. Uh, with Jesus, one of the last things he says before the ascension is that the disciples that are gathered with him right before the ascension, he says, you are to be my witnesses. Uh, of all you have seen and heard, and you are to teach, baptize, all that I have told you, and it will be done to the ends of the earth until I come again. And so to be a Christian, to be a Christian, is called to be a witness. And the word witness is related to the word martyr. Martyr and witness have the same root. <clears throat> And it means to give testimony. And I mentioned to this lady that I was speaking to that in the law, an absolute defense is to tell the truth. To tell the truth, what you saw, what you remember, and to what you don't remember, and what you don't know. And not to give your evaluation or your judgment but you are an eyewitness. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you observe? And so the same thing is true of Christians. We Christians are called daily to give witness, to give testimony in the courtroom of the world. Uh, and our reading this morning deals with three very, very important, very timely and very courageous witnesses. They are 
three brothers, Meshach, Shadak, and Abednego. And these three uh, are hauled before the powerful Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar is the one who uh, had the Babylonians bring all of the Israelites and took them out of the land, out of Israel and Judah, and brought them in captivity and exile to Babylon. He was greatly feared and hated by uh, by the uh, Israelites and certainly uh, powerful throughout the whole world. He was the superpower, if you will, Babylon. And he's not obviously a follower of uh, Almighty God, Yahweh. He, he has his own God. And what Nebuchadnezzar did was he fashioned for himself a, uh, a figure, a figure made of gold. And he commanded everyone to worship the golden statue. And so if you didn't, uh, you would be put to death. You would be put in the fiery furnace. And these three brothers refused to do this, and they're brought before Nebuchadnezzar. And he tells them, he says, be ready to fall down and worship the statue I had made. In other words, he makes God in his own image. It's not God making us in his image. Nebuchadnezzar is going to make God in his image, which means that Nebuchadnezzar is really the one who is God. He's making himself God. He said, and whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, flute, lyre, harp, solistry, bagpipe, and all the other musical instruments, you are to instantly, instantly fall down and worship the statue that I made. Well, that's what they have to do. He says, otherwise you shall be instantly cast into the white-hot furnace. And who is the God that can deliver you out of my hand? So now he's taunting them and challenging them. Okay, this is your God. This is the one that you profess is the one true only God. Well, let's see if God will come and rescue you because you're in my hands now. And I have this furnace white hot and ready to consume you unless you fall down and break the first of the commandments, the worship of the true living God alone. And <clears throat> Abednego, Meshach, and Shadrach, they answer him, there is no need for us to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, can save us from the white-hot furnace and from your hands, O king, may he save us. But even if he does not, know, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden statue which you have set. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, his face becomes livid with utter rage against the three. And he orders the furnace to be heated seven times more than usual and had some of the strongest men in the army bind the three together and cast them into the white hot furnace. 
Nebuchadnezzar rose in haste and asked his nobles, Did you not cast these men bound into the fire? Assuredly, O king, they answered. But he replied, I see four men, unfettered and unhurt, walking in the fire, and the fourth looking like a son of God. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to deliver the servants from uh, that trusted in him. They disobeyed the royal command and yielded their bodies rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Wow. What a witness. Even if God doesn't deliver us, we will not worship this false god of yours. What trust, what faith, what powerful witness, so much so that Nebuchadnezzar says, blessed be the God of these three. In other words, he, he, is, he is changed by their witness, by their courage. Now, probably none of us in our lifetime, although there are people around the world who are suffering such persecutions, in places like China, the Middle East, North Korea, uh, various other places around the world, where to be a Christian is to sign your death notice. And yet, they are witnessing at this very moment. But for most of us, uh, we, we have grown very silent, frankly. We've, uh, we have laryngitis when it comes to witnessing to our faith. Uh, we don't say anything. We keep silent. And there's nothing more evil than when good people do or say nothing. When we hear uh, the attacks on human life, the sanctity of marriage, uh, the importance of raising children in the proper way to know and love God, to be strong young Christians so that they can grow up to be strong uh, adult Christians, raise families and be good parents, good Christians. We, we shy away from that. I don't want to get into that. Well, uh, is, that's, not, uh, that's not being charitable. It's being cowardice. We are called to witness to our faith. I'm not talking about going around beating people over the head with the Bible or with our catechism. I'm not talking about being arrogant and triumphal and judgmental. I'm not talking about that. But the best way is not through coercion, but it's through conviction. Conviction. That what we have found, what we have encountered in our faith, the one true living God in the person of Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit, we witness to that in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. That's our testimony. And in the Holy Spirit, we need not be afraid. We, we, we need not fear. Uh, 
this person won't talk to me, or what will, what will the group think? Well, the better question is, what will God think? God has given us all of this, and we are afraid to give testimony that it is the one true living God, the God of the entire universe that we serve. So we really need each day, especially in these closing days of Lent, to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, if we've been faithful witnesses by our thoughts, our words, and our actions to the one true living God, not in the face of a seven-time white-hot furnace, but in the eyes of the world and those around us, have we been afraid and timid? Have we been cowardice in our testimony? Let us take the example of these three brothers and the commission of Jesus to go and give testimony. Remember, the truth is an absolute defense. Speak the truth. Speak the truth that relates to Almighty God. That is our defense. It is also our hope of glory. May we give faithful testimony today to Almighty God. God bless you.